Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a great message in store for you. So if this is your first time, hit the subscribe button below, follow us on social media, and take advantage of those share icons to share this message with other people. If you're a returning visitor, thanks so much for continuing to come back. Please comment below. Let us know who you are, what you like about this, any prayer requests, things like that. In addition, I hope you're following us on our social media platforms as well so you can engage in some discussion there. Uh, today we're talking about tithing to test God. Now when it comes to tithing, uh, there are a lot of differing opinions on this and a lot of people believe different things and it can kind of get to be a heated topic or a heated conversation. So I believe that it's a very, very important message that we really break down and take the time to understand from a biblical perspective, both in the New Testament and the Old Testament or the Old Covenant and the New Covenant uh, before Jesus and after Jesus and what he did to change it and what it means for people, for us, who follow Christ as our act of devotion or service. And uh, it gets a really bad reputation or a bad rap of tithing because I will agree that there are so many, um, whether they're churches or um, ministries or people or pastors or preachers or whatever uh, religious leaders, so many religions, let's say, out there or institutions that use tithing uh, and distort it as a means for them to get more wealth. Now, of course, uh, that's an error on them on themselves, on their own self. So when it comes to tithing, it's, it is something that the Bible says we are to do. Now, of course, uh, we'll dive into this a little bit more because I know some of you are probably jumping out of your skin or squirming in your chair. Uh, it, it, the Bible does talk about tithing and it talks about giving and in both the Old and the New Covenant. So it's not something that Jesus got rid of, but it's something that Jesus changed and expanded upon. So in, in simplicity, under the Old Covenant, tithing was a requirement. And under the New Covenant, Jesus says it's not required because he has already paid for your sins. So in the Old Covenant, if you didn't tithe, it, it was a sin. It was something you were doing wrong. You weren't giving back to God. And under the New Covenant, since Jesus already paid the price for us, we're really not required to do anything. You're not required to do what the Bible says. You're not required to make sacrifices. You're not required to preach the gospel. You're not required to give a tithe or to donate money or to help other people. However, as a follower of Jesus, it's something that he says that he wants you to do. As a, a, following him, it's just part of your lifestyle. So now that we've kind of made that clarification and we'll get into it a little bit more, uh, that's important and I wanted to start off with that so that you know that I'm not up here saying, hey, give me your money. I'm saying that this is something you do as an act of devotion, simply uh, like sharing the Bible or like uh, helping someone or praying for someone. It's part of who you are as a Christian. And what happens to that money after you do that, that isn't your concern. It truly isn't. God will hold whoever gets that accountable. And if they're misusing that tithe, 
then that's on them. That's not on you. So it's, it's not your job to dictate where or what happens with that money. It's your job to give it in an act of faith and devotion to God, and then he will take care of that. And if, and if you give it to a church and that church is putting it in their own pocket or is funding something wrong or they're hiding it in the walls of their house or whatever they're doing with it, that's on them and God will judge them. Their sin will come to light eventually. It's not your concern. You are to give it and you're to trust God. And if someone else is trying to cheat God, then man, woe to them. So let's dive into this message now that we've, kind of, we've specified that. I hope you're still with me. And again, this is a, a pretty strong topic in, in a lot of people's minds. So I have no doubt that there will be some great discussion below. Please remember, be polite and respectful in your comments and with your comments. And, and read the comments of other people. Look at them all uh, with an open heart and an open mind so that you can understand. And then again, please be polite and respectful. So growing up, you've probably been taught not to test God. And I've already said this is tithing to test God. So that's already kind of um, what's going on here. You, you, you've really hit, you're rubbing a lot of things the wrong way. You're saying tithing, you're saying new covenant, old covenant, Jesus is changing it, requirements, um, people could be stealing your tithe, and now you're testing God. Yeah, we got a lot going on right now. So I hope you stay with it because... Yes, you're not supposed to test God. Jesus, uh, when, when the devil was tempting him, he quoted scripture and to beat those temptations. And he said it was uh, Matthew 4, 7. He said, Jesus answer him, answered him, the devil. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now he got that from an Old Testament passage. So Old Covenant, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 16 do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did in Manasseh. So uh, it, do not test God. It is written. Jesus uh, quoted it from the Old Testament and he brought it with him into the New Testament. So Old Covenant, New Covenant as well. The scripture was used uh, as a reference. He fought Satan with scripture. So that's another point in and of itself. But both of these scripture passages show the importance of of God's authority and not testing him. And what does it mean by testing him? Uh, as in questioning his authority. You are not to think that you know better than God. For example, when you give money someplace, you have to trust that God is going to handle that. You have to let him be in control. Once you write that check out or punch in that credit card, you say, all right, God, it's in your hands. Please do with it to further your kingdom and that you trust what's going to happen with that. And if someone on the other end is stealing that money, that's on them. So for you to try to dictate or micromanage that tithe after it leaves your possession, that would be uh, questioning God's authority, questioning that God doesn't know what that money is going to, questioning uh, that he's not controlling or he's not going to handle that, uh, what's, what's going on with that. There are a number of pastors that we've seen in the news or preachers or ministers, big TV uh, people who are just raking in all kinds of cash and they uh, are even have, have been found out 
that they've hidden money in their houses, they've got walls filled with cash. I mean, definite uh, questionable behavior there, whether it's corruption or stealing from God or whatever. So obviously, that really leads to a negative viewpoint on tithing. But I want to say this one point on tithing is that if you're a Christian and you're a believer, you have money. What should you be doing with that money? You should be helping fuel the kingdom of God. And so if you say, I'm not going to tithe, but I'm going to spend it somewhere else or I'm, you know, whatever, then, then that's up to you. But God wants you to use the resources he gave you to help further the kingdom of God. So that's why tithing or giving is very, very important that you know, when you give that money or when you tithe that money, uh, we're going to switch to giving really uh, just for simplicity. That's the word I'm going to use. When you give that money, pray over it and, and also don't simply give to anyone who calls you up. We've had another message on this previously on uh, when you are to give of anyone who asks for you. So you can check that out in a card up here or navigate to our YouTube channel to find it. But you're not supposed to simply give instantly. You're supposed to think about it and consider it and ask God for clarification and insight and wisdom and discernment because it's very important that obviously as a Christian that you are fueling uh, ministries or places that align with your beliefs, fully align with your beliefs. <clears throat> God will give you insight on where that is going. And if, if you are donating to uh, a church or a place and the funds are being misused, God's going to provide you with that insight if you seek it from him. And he'll say, in your heart, you'll say, I don't feel like we should be giving our money to this place anymore. Or maybe I feel like we should start giving less to this place and start giving more to this other place. And it might take some time and then eventually maybe something comes to light and you realize, wow, that was God telling me not to give it there because this person is following the wrong ideals and it's not with what we believe. So keep that in mind. It's every time you give or tithe, you, you should be seeking the Lord in that. So uh, let's continue on. Remember, it's, you're not testing God. You're not questioning that. But in one area, only one area in the entire Bible, God says that you are allowed to test him. And of course, Old Covenant, but Jesus came and talked about it and we're going to keep going with that. It's in Malachi 3.10. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. And a lot of people say right away, oh, floodgates of heaven, Noah in the flood, floodgates of heaven opened. That means that when you're tithing uh, and they're bringing the crops, that the, the rain will come down and then more and more crops will grow and they will not have room in the storehouse to store all of the grain that they have been blessed with. Okay, yes, in that time period, that's a great analogy. But today, are all of us growing grain? What is your crop? What is your crop? If you work at Walmart or you work at Target or you work at a marketing company or you work online or you're a freelancer or whatever you do, you are sowing your labor into that job and then you are harvesting from that job. What are you harvesting? Most 
uh, people are getting paid in money. Now, yes, in the Old Testament there was money, and in the New Testament there was money as well, and they were still told that they needed to tithe the first fruits of their crops. That's in Proverbs 3, 9. Let's read that. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So very specific there that it is related to crops and barns and storehouses and wine and bringing in. However, there is also the word wealth. So in today's world, yes, that could relate to money. So really it's what is your crop? And if your crop is working, putting your labor into the fields, then you're harvesting something, that's your crop. But if it's working at a company and they're paying you money, you're harvesting money, what would the first fruits of what you produced be? It would be money. So tithe that money or give that money. Not all of it, but a percentage, 10%. We have another video here, a sermon, uh, that d generated a lot of, of discussion on tithing 10% and being blessed. So you can check that out in that card. In addition, uh, it's something that this message, we're, again, we're diving into the New and the Old Covenant and how, how it was changed. So let's just keep going. You are asked to bring that tithe, You're to tithe the first fruits of your crops, of what you are producing by the work of your hands. He tells you what will happen if you do this. You will be blessed. Your barns will be filled with overflowing. Your vats will brim over with new wine. What is your barn if you're working for money? Your bank account. That's where you're storing everything. Most of us don't keep piles of cash in the safe, and that would be our barn. Or we don't have a storehouse, a shed out back filled with all our money. We don't have a coin purse anymore. We have bank accounts, and, and pretty much everything is plastic. And so nowadays, things have changed, but the message is still there. It's just different applications in our world. Let's talk a little bit more about this Old Covenant and New Covenant. Uh, so that we have a little bit of clarity on that. Under the Old Covenant, we're, we're going to move really quickly because I know we're, we're getting close on time. Old Covenant was pretty much like the Mosaic Law, Moses Law. Um, there was a lot of different tithes that could happen, uh, tithes to the poor, tithes to the Levites. Obviously today, uh, all of these pastors and preachers and ministries, uh, it, it's if they're not Levites, then the, the tithe under that Old Covenant obviously doesn't apply to them because the tithe was specifically for the Levites and then the Levites were also instructed to tithe back to God as well. And so tithing in that sense of, hey, it's only for the Levites and it's only crops and grain and food so that the Levites would be able to sustain themselves and do the Lord's work. Now, of course, that has carried over into the New Covenant uh, in addition, tithing in the Old Covenant was, was never for Gentiles. And uh, most of us nowadays around here, unless we're of Israel, we're Gentiles. And so a lot of people argue that, hey, tithing doesn't apply to us because we're Gentiles. Now that's not true either. The, Jesus wants to save everyone who is lost and we all need to follow his laws, his rules. And that's under the New Covenant. So let's keep going with the Old Covenant. And again, they had like poor tithe, Levites, it was for Jews specifically. The tithe was required. It was a requirement that they tithe 10% or the 10th of whatever they produced and it 
got tithed directly to God and then he would bless them in abundance and that they would keep doing it. And they did it as an act of reverence or as saying, thank you, Lord, for providing me with all of this. Everything you have given me is yours. And so I'm going to share a little bit of it back to you for you to do with as you please. And the rest, I know you're trusting me with it. I will be a good steward of it. And then, you know, it's, it's a, a dynamic, great relationship. Uh, <clears throat> if you didn't tithe, you were robbing God. So it was a sin. And that is the old covenant, that it was a sin. And then if you did that, you would be putting yourself under a curse because you wouldn't be getting God's blessings. And so opposite of God's blessings is a curse. And if you are not uh, doing what God says at the, at the time of that old covenant, you were cursed. But with the new covenant, Jesus came and he died as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. So now today, if we don't tithe, it's, we're not being put under a curse because Jesus became the curse for us. Cursed as he was hung on a tree. Jesus became our curse. He took it for us. He took that punishment. He uh, wiped out any imperfection that we have so that we could be looked upon by God. God can now look at us because when he looks at us, even though we are imperfect, he sees the blood of his son wiping our slate clean. As long as we continue to ask for forgiveness and we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So he took that, that punishment. He took all of that. So we are no longer required, like I said, to do anything. We are under a new covenant. But does that mean that, oh, we're under a new covenant. We don't need to tithe. Oh, we're under a new covenant. We don't need to... Uh, you know, have four tassels on our cloak. We don't need to do X, Y, Z. We don't need to uh, share the gospel. We don't need to proclaim the gospel. We don't need to purge evil from among us. We don't need to, all of these commands, we don't need to honor our father and mother. We don't need to follow the command about lying or murder or coveting or all of that kind of stuff, adultery. Wrong. We still need to follow all of that even under the new covenant. And how do we know this? Uh, a few things. Jesus specified a lot of this in his words. If you take a look at uh, Jesus, he didn't abolish this old covenant. He took it even further. In essence, he told people that, hey, uh, yeah, you followed the commandments. You haven't murdered. But if you even look at someone with hatred, you've committed murder in your heart. And they're like, wow, you made this like 10 times harder. And yes, guess what? You may not have committed adultery, but if you looked at another person lustfully, you're committing adultery with them in your heart. It's just as bad as doing the physical act because it's in your heart. And in your heart is what comes out and that's what, we, what God looks at is the heart. He searches out the matters of the heart. It says that in Proverbs. Now, he took that covenant even further. He made it really hard. What did he do about tithing and giving? He said, yeah, okay, fine. We're not required to tithe, but he wants you to give. He's, he has people giving out of poverty. He gives examples of saying how widows gave out of their poverty and they are giving even more than the people who are throwing in coins loudly. He has their disciples. Hey, go out on your, your missions. Don't even take any money with you, but instead ask for the people to provide for you and they will give to you in your ministry. Now, he didn't say go out there and command them to give you a tithe because he's under a new covenant.
but it is still a part. It is still a part of our lifestyle. And just like we follow the other commands in the Old Testament, we are to follow the command of tithing. Now, again, are you going to be put under a curse if you don't do this? No, because it's already been paid for. But a couple other points is that God doesn't change. And we do have some scripture references that I'm going to read because I think they're important on how God doesn't change. So bear with me. We'll start out with Malachi 3.6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God does not change. So the fact that he doesn't change means that his word, his everything is staying the same. Even new covenant and old covenant, remember, Jesus just took it even further. So should we tithe? Do we need to tithe? The answer is yes, we should still tithe and give exactly like we follow the other laws and commands in the Old Testament. But again, it is something that if we don't do, Jesus has already paid our price. So it's not something that we are going to be putting ourselves under some kind of a curse where we're robbing God. It, tithing is still something that we should do as a thank you, as a recognition that everything that we have is given to us from God. And so we are to take it and tithe it or give it to others. And how much? Uh, in the Old Testament, it says a tenth. And that's where the word tithe comes from. So if you still want to practice that tithing, then a tenth. And if you want to do giving above and beyond the tithe, then that is excellent. Remember, everything given to you was given to you by God. And so you can take and give forth to others as well and trust that God will continue to provide for you because it is in the Bible. He will provide for you. He will bless you. And although it's not a requirement, it's still something that God wants us to do. So I hope that this message was uh, good for you, was, was clear. If you have any questions or comments, as I'm sure many of you will, please put them below. Be polite, be respectful. I encourage you to check out the verses. In addition, uh, feel free to check out those other um, sermons that I referenced as well. And of course, comment and share this with others to engage in more discussion. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you are, have given us and, and are giving us and providing in our lives. Uh, thank you so much for dying for our sins, for taking away all of the, the curses and the, the problems and, and being that perfect sacrifice for us so that we have the opportunity to be with you, to be in God's presence, and to be looked upon by God. And uh, Lord, thank you so much for clarifying the, the difference, the old covenant and then taking it even further in the new covenant and saying, uh, really, you raised the bar. You upped the standards and you said, you know that we can be better. You have confidence in us. And we know that the fact that you have confidence in us truly means we are amazing, that we are the greatest miracle in the world, that that the gift of life you have given us is unbelievable. And so, Lord, I ask that each and every person out there uh, watching and listening would take that to heart and would say, wow, I have been blessed so much just to even have life that they want to say thank you to you out of love and out of not out of obligation or out of a command or out of some type of... Um, something like a fear of a curse or fear of punishment or 
with the means of getting something, but that they want to do it out of an act of love and devotion to you. That they say, hey, you gave me my life. I want to live for you. You gave me this money. I want to give some back to you. You gave me this food or this whatever, this house, and that they believe that all of the stuff that you gave them is truly from you and that they want to be a good steward of it. And Lord, I ask that they would trust you, that you would give them discernment and wisdom when it comes to where they are tithing or where they are giving and that that you would give them peace along with that, that wherever they decide to send it, that it's led directly by you and that you would use those gifts in your kingdom to further your kingdom, that you would stop any of those gifts that are going to people who are greedy or money hungry or who are misusing it and that you would transition all of those directly into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Thanks again so much for being with us. I hope that this message was a good clarification for you and was something that will encourage you to seek God and to continue to help share the wealth here on earth with other members of the body of Christ. Because if we don't keep the wealth within the body of Christ, where is that wealth going? It's going to the enemy and it's helping fuel this world rather than our kingdom of God here on earth, which is really a heavenly kingdom. And we are trying to win as many souls as possible to increase and grow the body of Christ. So go out, be fruitful and multiply, and uh, pray, ask God, seek him for guidance when it comes to what you should do in the matter of tithing and giving. God bless.